Welcome to Reactive. I'm Henning, and I'm here with Raquel. Hi! Hello, and Khalil. Hello, hello. The three of us again, finally. Mm-hmm. You're back! I am, I am. I, I have, I survived. What, what was I attacked by? Stoats? Stoats? Yes, yes, you were attacked by stoats. You poor thing. That's right. Tickle attack, though. Tickle so. attack, yes, yes. Yes, because that It was be- amusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's it's been interesting here. Uh, I'm just going to continue with what we were talking about earlier. There's a there's a little storm called Irma coming up the the ways here, <clears throat> and uh, everybody's freaking out. I mean, uh, I feel really sorry for the people down in the islands. That must be horrible right now. Yeah. Um, but it's also coming our way, and supposedly by Sunday-ish, Saturday-ish, depending. It always changes. Every I guess they do do um, updates, hurricane uh, path updates every few hours uh, from the National Hurricane Center in Miami, mm-hmm. and um, it changes. So it looks like it's kind of slowed down a little bit, but um, yeah, coming right up, uh, right up Florida, <laughs> and um, it's the strongest storm in this part of the world, I think, that they've ever recorded. With sustained winds of 185 miles per hour, which is 297 kilometers per hour, which I googled and I had to do twice because I'm like, there's no way. That just can't happen. (laughs) Surely the conversion is wrong. That's impossible. Yes. Google is not correct. (laughs) Or uh, whoever at Siri. But yeah, so um, not fun. No. Please stay safe. Um, And... uh, yeah, I've got some family in Puerto Rico. At the moment, they're fine. Um, but uh, it sounds like St. Martin, uh, which is a little island that uh, is half owned by the Dutch and half owned by the French, I think, um, is uh, just completely being pummeled. It's just not good at all. Hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, on the semi-plus side... Uh, the the Caribbean islands are used to hurricanes and things, so they've got a bit more infrastructure than, say, Houston, um, which uh, I think they're still trying to figure out what's going on over there. Um, but at the same time, the nice thing about Houston uh, and New Orleans is that on some level, you can get ground support, right? Like, people could drive over to the city and deliver supplies whereas uh in the caribbean um any islands really you have to wait until the weather clears up before any support can arrive um so um if we have any listeners who are in the path um you know stay safe don't do anything ridiculous um if you can go elsewhere um you know please do and uh yeah yeah sounds like uh heading so you you can't even buy bread at this point, right? Like like the supermarkets are completely empty and stuff, or what what's going on? Well, it's it's really weird. It's this this sort of I don't know herd mentality or pack mentality. One person freaks out and sees somebody coming out of the store with a a grocery cart full of you know product X in in this case mostly water, then everybody starts doing it, and there's literally. Like no water, and I went to three stores this morning, and and you know if you're wondering why why we buy water, it's because it tastes like crap here. <laughs> There's very very high uh, chlorine levels, but I have a filter at home, and I have a bunch of 
like five gallon jugs that I'll be filling up. So that's not the problem. It just, it sort of freaks you out when you see that, that there's stuff like entire shelves are empty in the stores and the, the gas stations have no gas. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's weird. Yeah. So you see these super long lines and I'm, I'm like way up North. So by the time it gets here, it's, it's most likely not going to be anywhere near as bad as it is is right now or even in South Florida and it's still affecting people this way. Yeah. You know, there there's businesses closing, schools are closing a day after tomorrow. I mean, they're closing on Friday and it's not supposed to get here until Sunday or Monday. So it's uh mm. they're taking it seriously. So it's just this whole uncertainty like what do you do, right? Do you go mm. west? Is that good enough, or do you just, you know, hightail it to Georgia or something <laughs> to get an Airbnb? So I don't know. We'll see. Oh, wow. I'll yeah. report next, hopefully. <laughs> uh, at least tweet or something, you know, to let us know that you're okay. <laughs> oh my I god. Will. Yeah. Please yeah. Do. Okay. <clears throat> good. Good. Anyway. Is there anything, what, what's going on with you guys? Anything good, happy? I could use some, some cheering up. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, there's, there's good, happy things happening. Um, uh, puppies and rainbows have been reported in the area. Um, oh. Yeah, so, you know, if you, if you want. This is something my husband tells me every day. Because <laughs> I'm just like, everything is terrible. And he's like, puppies and rainbows have been reported in the area. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, puppies and rainbows. Oh. Nice. Um, but, uh, well, okay. So I do actually have, have a, a, a really interesting article that I saw last week um, about a software developer who is blind and, um, and how he how he does his work and it's really interesting he's he he's a, a a dev in finland and um he has a really cool keyboard like so he can he can type and then it, it also has like um a uh like you it it auto writes braille so like if he needs to read something he can read the like it'll it, it uses the screen reader um so like if there's something that needs to be like written uh out and needs to read it he can read it in braille and he can type on the keyboard i guess with also braille um and then like he uses his screen reader on um his machine to like read web pages and all of that stuff and but here's the really interesting bit he listens at 450 words per minute he's like He's trained his ear so that it'll just kind of go really, really quickly and he can just understand it really, really well. Um, And so the way that he writes code is he has like screen readers for um, for his code as well. And he can kind of like like he knows where the tabs are. And so he knows if he's if there's like indenting into the function and all that stuff. And he like reads code from top to bottom and just has to like store everything in his brain um, to kind of like move between files and things like that. Um, and it's just really interesting and uh, a, a side of, of software development that I'd never seen before. Um, that, that was just Did really, it really say cool. if he's always been blind 
or if he yes yes he no he was born wow. blind so like yeah he just this has been his this is his only experience um has has been a blind software developer which just that is insane what, what cool. kind of work does he do that's amazing so he did does, it say or yeah 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 um uh, he mostly does back-end development um and uh which you know makes a lot of sense but he has done a bit of front end stuff too like he can move around he can move stuff around and like do like basic html styling is a is quite a bit more difficult because he you know can't see the styles and things like that but normally he just passes that off to somebody else um but if like you know an html like if content if like some wording needs to be changed he can do that um and uh or like you know add a new sidebar or whatever you know fine he can do all those sorts of things um and then just gives it to somebody else to do the visual touch-ups but um but yeah it's just i'm like whoa that is impressive (laughs) inspiring i would say (laughs) yes exactly i'm like yeah i i don't do nearly enough work (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it probably gives him an incredible focus too, if you think yeah. about it. I mean, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally. incredible. Totally, totally. What does he does it say? What he? I'm just curious if he what kind of language he programs in. Uh, I think it said Python. Huh. Um, I could be wrong though. See. So it's definitely web backend stuff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think he's <clears throat> a, he's a like a you know software developer for the internet um just so this fun. was an article about him or is this something on that he wrote himself uh, he wrote himself yeah and it actually has um audio samples so if you're curious to hear what 450 words per minute sounds like it's like <laughs> i'm like what is that oh my god it's super fast super fast That's um awesome. Yeah, no, totally. But I thought it was really interesting that he, he was like, a lot of people just assume that I don't care about, like, linters, code linters, because, you know, I'm blind, so what do I care about formatting? Except because he depends on indentation to know where he is in a function, it does matter, and it matters a lot. And so he he's a super advocate for, for code linting and for, um, obviously, you know, just... Uh, good accessibility and readable code. Um, he also talks a lot about uh, what what editor he uses, and you'd think, well, you know, doesn't matter what editor. And he's like, you know, Vim and Emacs doesn't even matter. I can't use them. <laughs> <laughs> can't use either Vim or Emacs. Uh, can't use Atom or uh, Code. Uh, you know, Visual Studio Code or um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, sublime text because none of them have like screen reader options so he has to do everything he actually so he used notepad plus plus for a really really long time um and then i think uh he uses um Uh, he switched over to IntelliJ IDEA, I-D-E-A. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's the, the JetBrains family of IDEs. That's interesting. 
Mm-hmm. Huh. Apparently, both of them have pretty decent accessibility options. So, cool. yeah. Very cool. Wow. Yeah. So I'll put that. Yeah, in I the can't show. even. I can't even imagine how how that would work. Like, how do you know where the cursor is, right? And it's like you wow. know, yeah. Amazing. Super cool. Super super <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's my that's one of my little bits of you know cool happy news. Um, what else have you guys got? Two of you. Uh, well, we're looking for. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Khalil. No, I did. I nothing to say. I was a little I sick, so up. didn't really do anything. <clears throat> so you go oh, ahead. We're looking for a back-end team lead person. So, um, yeah, I have. Uh, I have been. Uh, I have a title change that occurred, and so now I am. I well, I'm technically still team lead, but um, I shouldn't be anymore. So I need. To, to find someone to help me out because oh, right now, so what do you know? Much. Uh, I'm the uh, um, Galactic Viceroy of the back end uh, unicorn ponies. <laughs> <laughs> the Galactic. That's not. That's not a real title. <laughs> no, it's I'm. Actually, uh, direct... It's as as real as it gets. I would say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I just I just love that title. I don't know where I heard that. But um, anyway, I am uh, director of backend technology, and um, wow! Director, applause, applause, slow (laughs) clap for Mr. Henning. (laughs) So, (laughs) wow! So what that means is that um, I I urgently need someone to help me out um, because a team of six, um, we have sort of a distributed team. We have um, three people that are. Offsite and three that are on-site, even though one of the three off-site people is at one of our campuses, but it's in the Fargo office, um, it still means that we're sort of 50-50. And I find that quite challenging, so anyone that has experience with that would be super, super helpful. Um, so essentially someone that has some solid uh, back-end development uh, experience, especially on uh, modern PHP stack, that would be super advantageous. Just mm-hmm. ping me, and I can provide details and uh, information, etc. And we would prefer that person to to be here in in lovely Ocala. Let's <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> see how that goes. Yeah, maybe exactly. maybe wait maybe wait until after the hurricane. Oh yeah. right. Yeah. To yeah. kind of <clears throat> advertise. I mean, I'm, I'm not telling you how to do how to do advertisement. I'm just thinking maybe it'd be helpful for, you know, other for, for recruitment purposes. Probably, probably. Okay. Wouldn't help to show pictures of a wasteland, right? No, <laughs> but um, actually so so the thing is this is really really interesting or or I find it interesting at least. Um, we're sort of you know, some people don't don't appreciate smaller towns that are sort of farther off the beaten path. But I have actually, with children, um, come to enjoy this place a lot. Um, it's really, really nice to be in a smaller, smaller place. Um, you know, especially for the schools um, in in the school that my 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 son and daughter go to, the two older ones basically. I mean, everyone. Every grown-up that is employed there knows their knows them by name, which is mm. kind of neat. And, um, so you know, 
you get to know people. It's not so uh, anonymous, I guess, as big cities. Mm-hmm. But then again, I can understand that people that um, are maybe, you know, in their earlier 20s or whatever, that I, I've had actually people that work for me say that they hate the place. So. <laughs> because, you know, there's not that much going on for that type of uh, age group, I guess, is mm. the is what that is. But um Overall, I mean, it's a it's a really really nice company to work for, and um, I, I really do enjoy Ocala. So it's not it's not um, as terrible as, as as some people might think it is, it, because of its location. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Ocala, it's not as terrible as some people think it is. great. Yeah, that's <laughs> excellent <laughs> advertising, Henning. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> That's all right. You know what, Henning, you're not. Well, I'm, you, I'm being, your title I'm did being, not change to marketing. So. I guess I'm being honest, right? Yeah. Um, Don't become di- director of marketing. It's just it's stay DFD. with the director of back end. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but it's a great slogan, though. <laughs> Imagine when you drive into Ocala, it says, not as bad as some people think it is. <laughs> uh. Thank you, Jesse. It's his fault. Oh, I've been goodness. arguing with him. Oh, it'll be right. Um, it'll yeah. be right. So, but no, so that's really exciting. Hiring, hiring is hard. Um, it is indeed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Not uh, easy. We're in the throes of hiring at the moment, and it's just like, ugh, super hard. Um, yeah. yeah, but but you at least you you get you have lots of candidates potential uh, candidates in some cases yeah actually we are in fact uh hiring a director of finance which oh okay that's different i mean is yeah is really hard because a lot of people who would be like probably in the market for that probably don't know what npm is yeah. or care <laughs> um but uh but friends who listen if any of you happen to know somebody who might like finance type stuff um, and has experience with it, not just like it, but actually have experience in it, um, please direct them to our jobs page. Yay. Um, Cause that'd be really, really useful and helpful. Um, but anyway, anyway, hiring is hard. Um, yeah. But back to tech news. Um, I also wanted to share, uh, so our CTO at NPM is CJ Silverio, um, and she is, uh, she's been in the software industry for a little while, um, and by a little while, I mean like three times as long as I have, um, at least, and um, she knows a thing or two, and she recently gave a, like an in-house talk about um, how to be a good engineer, basically. Um, And she has like a whole bunch of really, really cool kind of like snippets of understanding. And this goes a lot with the conversation that that we had recently, maybe not last episode, but the episode before, um, about kind of like, what is the one thing that you would want to impart uh, like that you wish you knew when you started or like what's the one, what's the most the, important the thing that you, thing you learned or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
Um, and so this is just, this slide deck is just full of interesting things that she has learned in her time uh, as, as an engineer. And it's really cool. Um, like things like most human beings learn complex skills through mentorship. Um, and um, uh, let's see. Um, is that recorded anywhere that thing, that talk, because the slide deck looks amazing and I really yeah, be curious to hear that. Yeah, no. So we, <clears throat> we basically told her after she, after she gave the talk that she has to go give it at like a conference. And yes. she was like, Oh, fine. fine. Um, but like other snippets, like like write the simplest thing you can every time. Like this goes back to your keep it simple. Um, uh, though simple is not the same as easy. And talks about modularity and how like we often think about modularity in terms of our code, but like modularity also exists in systems, right? Like microservices are really just modules, but at the, at the system level. Um, and like you can do the same sorts of things that you can with modules in the sense that like when somebody installs a module, they normally don't really care about what's going on on the, like at the code level for that module. They just want to know what the API is. And if you upgrade the module and, you know, change the, in all of the code, as long as you keep the API the same and things still work as expected, then you know, users will be happy and they'll be none the wiser and they don't care. Same thing with a microservice, right? Like um, when somebody hits our downloads API, they don't care if it's backed by uh, SQL or um, Postgres or MongoDB, right? They just want to know what the downloads counts are for a given package over a certain amount of time. And, um, and so your microservice is in itself also a module. And I, I just like there's just a lot of really cool things that she kind of thinks through and stuff that is really obvious for her. But for for I mean, I know for myself and I think for a lot of other folks who've been in the industry for, I'd say, less than 10 years, um, some of the stuff is not quite as obvious. And it seems really obvious once you like see her say it. But like, really, I never really thought about it that way before. Um, and so it's like mind blowing when you finally do. <laughs> So, um, we'll put, we'll put links to the, to the show notes or links to the slide deck in, in the show notes. And, uh, I will keep pushing her to give this talk somewhere because it would be really, really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also one slide that just landed on always pronounce the names of things in the funniest possible way. Um, (laughs) which is, it sounds really silly, but it is, it's really fun. So she calls SQL squeal. Um, and her argument is, if you don't put any vowels in there, I reserve the right to put them in myself. So, <laughs> so you could call it SQL or you could call it squeal. And one is much funnier. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I like it. <clears throat> oh, um, but... Anyway, so yeah, so definitely check that out. Um, it's pretty fantastic. So, yes, yes. What else is going on? <laughs> yeah. It's a good yeah. What is happening? <laughs> <clears throat> um... 
So I I think Uber has a new CEO now. If you heard about that. Oh, that yeah, happened. News. Wow. Yes. Yes. Expedia. Yes. Expedia CEO. Right. Right. So we'll, so, see. we'll see what We'll see what happens. I still have zero faith yeah. in Uber, but that's just me. Uh, they did they decided to back out of the new complex that they're building in Oakland. So that's going to get half done and then abandoned, which will be really great. Wow. Oh, wow. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no. It, well, they so I did Oh, oh, okay. I found a an article that talked about Uber's financials and about how Uber has not been keeping track of things like how much they pay their drivers in bonuses. So they have no real idea of how much money they're making at any given point. Lovely. What? Let's talk about it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Wow. Like, I know that we as engineers will, like, you know, kind of slap our heads for things like, wow, you're not keeping any metrics about whether or not, like, your your software is, you know, stable. Um, yeah. They're not keeping any metrics about whether or not their company is stable. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. <sighs> oh, Goodness. Yeah, but they're like the, the biggest unicorn right now, right? In Silicon Valley, like 60-something billion they're valued at. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I that's know. the truth. And it's, uh, I mean, what's going on? I don't know. <clears throat> People are betting on the, on the Uber. Hmm. I will say this, though. Uh, I just realized that I have a dog in my in my office. She is dreaming right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I end up hearing anything weird coming through. That's because she's sleeping and dreaming. Is she running? It's all good. I can't she hear is. Oh. <laughs> Well, but if I move and I go closer, she'll wake up. So I can't do that. So just in case, in the event that you hear anything, I just heard something like very faint. Little, and I was like, "Is there a dog in here?" There's not a dog. There's a dog. Oh, hi, dog. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, <laughs> there's more happy news, Henning. <laughs> there you go. Just so for caught dreaming. Dream, dreaming dog. <laughs> yes. Uh. <clears throat> yeah. So an anyway, uh, we've we've been talking about this um, startup um, of quite a while ago one of one of our f first episodes um it's anchor fm this uh podcasting um thing mm -hmm. and uh, they've been making some very interesting changes to their app so at some point they made a bigger pivot um because in the beginning you could record a little podcast i don't even remember what exactly it was but <clears throat> then they changed it to more radio-like concept where people could create a station and then, you know, they can record little snippets of text or put some music under it. They could even, you could, you could even um, use Apple Music or Spotify to, um, to, de to have like a little DJ station. And then <clears throat> the concept was a little bit um, so actually radio-like where some of your content would only be on there for a certain time and, um, and not like a podcast all the time where you can download episodes and stuff. Um, but they changed all that and went on to create like a really neat um, 
little uh, um, podcast creation application where you can um, you can create your podcast by just you know starting the app on the phone and just start talking um, and you can edit whatever you record so you can you know you can cut out stuff that you don't like you can also call people within the app so if somebody else has the app well I don't even know if they have to have the app but you can call from the anchor app can call somebody and then record the conversation so you can do like interviews or uh, podcasts with multiple people from within the application and you can still do um, episodes with with music you know from Apple and, and Spotify which means that if you want to listen if you want if you listen to it and you have an Apple or Spotify streaming account then you can hear the tracks uh, complete but if you uh, completely but if you can't if you don't have a streaming account then you can only hear like 30 seconds or something like that um, but I was I was pretty impressed by by that also um, you can like so this is also what's also new is that you can um, you can create a podcast station you can we, we could also um, upload episodes that we record outside of the app and upload them into the app and create a station what they would do is then you know put it into iTunes for you and everywhere so that people can subscribe to it and um, what they also do is they have some function where it the you can you can you can take the audio you can take a piece of the audio and create a video out of it where they will they will what's it called um transcribe the audio and and convert it into a video where the text shows you know uh, in sync with the audio so um and that's really good for for twitter to share it on twitter and everything um it's a really neat uh, little little app by now. So, so this is this is for full length podcasts or short ones, or there's no time restrictions. There's no time restrictions. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean it's because they have a nice feature too, where you basically put in your feed of an existing podcast, and I'll transfer the whole thing over right. to that service, and it's free. Yeah, so it's that's a, that's it's all free, cool. so they don't make any profit yet. But um, they've they've been they've been really on a they've been on a tear when it comes to features, um, and the app. So. Yeah, this was kind of like um, briefs.fm wanted to do, right? And yeah, or part. I don't I mean, think that they ever really wanted to do something like that. Um, well, that's it, what they talked about. Let's put it that way. And then yeah, it, it's, like these guys really <laughs> did it, and plus plus. <laughs> yeah, the, the, and, and I don't have the feeling that they ever really took it very seriously. The briefs FM people, mm-hmm. yeah, mm. they just it appears that way, yeah, because yeah. <clears throat> also like the design seemed always half done and uh, a little weird, yeah. And so Anchor is 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 really good. There's also another one called Bumpers FM, which does has similar features. You can record. It has a really nice editor in there, so you can um, you can edit the audio that you record. Then you can put in like little audio things and, and segues and stuff. And then um, also publish a podcast and they will also do it for free and also host it for free and then uh, post it into iTunes and stuff. So these these companies are just running on, on funding right now? Or, I mean, how do they make any money? So Anchor is definitely one of these typical Silicon Valley uh, products um, that are just running on funding for now. Yep. Okay. 
But I think they have collaborations with certain media companies. I don't know if they make any money from that, maybe, where where the media companies, you know, do their uh, put podcasts onto Anchor. Maybe they have some ad, something with ads going on. I mean, I'm sure that they're working on things. But, um, yeah. So basically banking on somebody coming in and buying them out for some boatload of money. Maybe that, I don't know, but I, uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm thinking that they're they're working on on ways to make money, <clears throat> you know, because okay. podcasts typically you can make um, money with ads. So if they now also start to build up like an ad business and then you know maybe do some revenue sharing, like you know YouTube does or something like that with uh, with with those podcast podcast podcasters on Anchor, <coughs> the ones that are doing well. Um, That could work. And yep. they seem to be the only ones that are really like, they are really they have the, the pedals of the metal and they're really trying to make this work. Like, and they're trying all kinds of different features and adding new features. And I, f I think that they really found um, a nice um, place right now where it's really accessible. It's really easy for anybody to start. So for instance, I could imagine that um, if any of our um, listeners would be interested in in creating a meta podcast about our podcast <laughs> what cool. you know what? Like, like, <laughs> this week in reactive podcast podcast and uh, uh, that would be really cool like they could you know use anchor then call each other up through the in call in feature and then record the conversation that would be really awesome <laughs> just <laughs> throwing that out there real quick I felt that this week's this week's animal facts were really really not very cool because mosquitoes are not cute they're not cute so why on earth they talk about mosquitoes for a solid five minutes that seems like a complete waste of my time yeah. also I feel really itchy I'm going to take a bath in chamomile Okay. <laughs> or a calamine lotion or whatever it is. Um, exactly. And, yes. and Raquel's dog was moaning again in the background. I mean, <laughs> what's going on with that dog? <laughs> Different dog today. Different dog. <laughs> I only have two. Oh, boy. Yeah, just uh, throwing that out there. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> I actually, well, yeah, I, mean, I actually uh, once did a podcast like that. There was um, there's this podcast called This Week in Startups. And yeah. I actually did a podcast called This Week in This Week in Startups. <laughs> for, <laughs> for like, I don't know, 20, 30 episodes. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that was funny. Because um, it was a bit, I'm, I still like it. Uh, but back then I was really a big fan of the podcast. And I and I was just like on Twitter. I was just asking, "Is anybody interested in in co-hosting a podcast about that podcast?" And yeah, somebody said yes. And then we just did it. It was a guy in Canada. It was pretty <laughs> funny. That is funny. Yeah, and we literally <laughs> did stuff like that. It's just, yeah, today you know this was da 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 da. This guy I'm talking about the people on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> yeah, well, I have a, a an old podcast that's sitting around and I'm still paying for, so maybe I can move that over there. <clears throat> That'd be good. Oh, the briefs of M thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's still, it, it, are you still recording things for that? No, no. I I, I have every intention, but <laughs> it just never <laughs> happens. 
but people are actually still downloading it. And um, when uh, I have people that don't know something about PHP Storm, I send them a link real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's very useful. Though. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. Say, hey, listen to episode 29 through 37 for this. Stuff. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, perfect. Yeah, for some people, I mean, it's in, it's easier to have it explained to you and you don't have to read through the docs because maybe you don't even know what you're looking for. So it's come in handy, actually. So I don't know if it actually did them any good, but if they'd listened to it, they would have learned something. So Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> that's funny. All right, I'll be, I'll be uh, looking out for some meta podcasts. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> or spinoff podcasts. If you were to you do go. a podcast yes. that's just animal facts, or like yeah. that, that'd be fine. Or just Uber news. <laughs> oh my gosh! There's I don't think we need. I don't think we need more than like the thirty seconds of Uber haterade that I spill on every podcast. Ooh, there's the name uh, for the podcast right there. Uber haterade. <laughs> <laughs> FM. Tune in for some good Uber hate. Mm, you feel down today? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to get angry at a mega corporation that's being run like a startup? You, wanna... you too could listen to Uber Haterade. Oh my god. Um, uh, oh my god. Speaking of Haterade, um, uh, someone, I met somebody the other day and they had a bottle of Soylent coffee flavored soylent in a prepackaged bottle that they probably bought at a store and i was just like have we reached this point how did we get here how did we get to the point where someone can just go and buy a bottle of soylent like they can buy a frappuccino like i just don't understand oh my god can you give some context i think i know what it is but what is oh okay right so um, Soylent is a meal replacement drink. Um, it was originally <laughs> created as... I was like, why this name, okay? <laughs> There's <laughs> of really bad things, and you just said coffee-flavored, so it's brown. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Like, I'm it's sorry, a, continue. A, yeah, it's a meal replacement drink. So the idea is... Um, you know, when you're when you're really hard or when you're hacking super hard on your like super sweet startup and don't have time to eat, uh, you can drink Soylent, uh, which uh, if you're familiar, I, I don't know what the equivalent is in other countries, but in the U.S. there's like a a, a pro like a a mineral shake called Ensure that like you can you can drink that as like a meal replacement or or a meal um, enhancer like as a it's generally something that people who aren't eating enough are lacking important like vitamins and nutrients um, can drink a bottle of Ensure and it's you know that kind of takes care of things. Um, Soylent is basically Ensure but marketed to tech bros. Um, I think there was some. It's a hipster in short. It's it, yeah. Apparently, it has like a weird vanilla flavor. I don't know. It's kind of oatmeal-y. I refuse to participate <laughs> because uh, I don't know. I just feel like if you're hungry, you should eat food. I, 
I mean, <laughs> maybe I'm being over the top here. Um, also, if you're working so much that you can't eat, maybe the problem isn't the food part. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, think about it. <laughs> think about it, tech bros. Yeah, exactly. Just, <laughs> Very good point. I, um, so, you know. Yeah. And, and, okay, I'm going to throw this one out there. Um, I knew somebody who's visiting the, the Soylent factory back in the early days of when Soylent was just getting started. And uh, they were visiting, like, another company in the same co-working space or something like that. But anyway, they had, like, a factory where they were, like, packing up all the boxes. Because it used to be sold... It might, it might still, but it used to be sold as uh, packs of powder, and then you would just mix it with water, and ta-da, you've got your drink. Now you can just buy a bottle, and you can just open the bottle and you know drink it straight up. Um, but back in the day when they were packing it as powder, um, they they like, like they like looked around the the um, the factory, and there was like open boxes of rat poison just hanging around. So. Oh. I just associate Soylent with rat poison. <laughs> aye, aye. And it's not good. Um, anyway, so here's here's Raquel's Soylent Haterade on top of it. <laughs> so basically, what you discovered is it's now on, on shelves in stores. Is that it? I mean, I don't know, but it was very much in a... So, like, it was in a... Um, you know, like, how you can buy... Um, you know, just like like yogurt drinks or just drinks in general at like the supermarket. It looked just like one of those. Now I don't know if this person went to a supermarket to buy it or if they if they had it delivered to their house as like okay. you know a, a flat of of drinks. But it was definitely something that used to be in a, like that was in a refrigerator and then and then opened up the like little plastic seal, you know, and like drank it straight out of a bottle. And we were like. Oh my god, is that Soylent? And they were like, yep, it's coffee flavored. And we're like, why are you drinking Soylent? And they're like, I don't have time to eat. <laughs> and so, thus, my questions remain. Is that really the big problem? And they proudly proclaimed, <clears throat> I have no time to eat. Yes. Because I'm working mm. on a dishwashing startup. <laughs> Something. That's kind of sad. I don't know. Oh, well. And is the name Soylent, isn't, isn't that from like a horror movie or something? Where Soylent, in the end, the twist is that it's made of people. Yes. yes. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Soylent Green. Soylent uh, Green, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, it's a, I don't know that it's a horror movie, but it's definitely a, like a, I don't know. Like I haven't seen that spiller? film. So it's an intentionally strange name, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's, because I, I think of something else when, when I hear Soylent. Oh. So anyway, especially when it's brown colored or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, so there's there's your fun like the the Bay Area needs some help. <laughs> don't don't come here. <laughs> if you want to keep your sanity. <laughs> oh. Did we cover that? Uh... SoundCloud is saved. I think we did that last time, no? I think I think so because they they got um they got like emergency funding. 
Uh, yeah, and, and a new CEO. Oh, yeah, I think we talked about it already. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. yeah, so forget that I said that. <clears throat> yeah. So, anything else? Is there anything technology-wise? Anything interesting that uh, anybody has been working on or working with? Um, no, I think it's a no. resounding no. No is, the, no is the answer. I, I was frantically searching my brain, but uh, <laughs> nothing came came out. I get to code every once in a while. That's kind of new. It's very very exciting. But it's yeah, not anything. Doing that too, yeah. It's not actually anything exciting. Like, I'm I'm messing with the contact us page. Oh boy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, uh, I do okay. So, like, no, I got nothing. Sorry. No. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> womp. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah. So I'm literally I'm I'm I'm. Working on um, on on a new design for or a design for for my for my blog because I w I don't want to be on Medium anymore because I don't like Medium anymore <clears throat> as I proclaimed last time already I'm not very I'm concerned with where they're going anyway um, today so I'm looking for inspiration and today Magalhini from the Slack chat. He uh, posted something on Twitter, which was a really cool, really beautiful little code pen, where he um, he he, he used a CSS CSS grid and um, and some nice fonts to to just display some text about a book that he likes in Portuguese, and it just looks really uh, really beautiful. And um, <clears throat> so I was I already asked him if I can steal it, and I'm going I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. When I start coding up something, I'm gonna. I'm gonna um, send it to him and see if he has some feedback about it because he seems to know his stuff. Because he also has. By the way, did you know that he also does a font newsletter? Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Really? Like yeah. Fonts. Just about fonts. Yeah. It's like a. It's like interesting little tidbits and news about the fonts world. Like he's a font font geek. And it's a really connoisseur. Neat, yeah, it's a really neat little newsletter. Yeah, I definitely recommend it if you like fonts. If you don't cool. like fonts, then maybe don't. <laughs> I, I need a way to, like, not hate email so much so that I can participate in newsletters. Because I would be interested in subscribing to a newsletter about fonts, except that I know that once I do, I will simply... Ignore it yeah. because it's in my email. Mm. And is there an RSS feed? I've actually started uh, reading blogs again. Um, um, maybe we can check it out. Maybe. All right. Shout out to Magdalene. Get me an RSS feed so I can subscribe to your newsletter without having to use email. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be useful. I I am starting to hate email too and I can see where you're coming from, Raquel. Mm -hmm. It's uh it's just painful. <clears throat> but I don't know what the alternative is so or what's better. So why are you saying I that mean, because just, as a director uh, of back in No, the well, no, just <laughs> involved in more stuff and getting like with zillions of 
messages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. It's but then again, you know, Slack. I have to say, for all the the beautifulness and the ease of stuff, it's also not really like the total solution. I find no, um, no. so. Mm. I don't know. It, I do like ninety five percent of my work on Slack. Really, ninety five. Yeah. But well, the problem that I'm always running into is like because of we're a bigger organization, we have mm-hmm. you know certain restrictions on stuff, so you can't. Not everyone can create channels, so a lot of times you resort instead of going and asking, "Hey, can can you know IT or whoever create a channel for this or that?" You just start doing direct messages with larger groups of people, and then when you want to add yeah. someone, that's a total pain in the butt because it you can't unless you mm-hmm. want to lose the entire history. So, <clears throat> that's, oh. yeah. You have so, to ask your IT people to create a new channel? Ridiculous. Yes. That's, that's so ridiculous. That's a, that's a bad decision. That's a very bad decision. Because yeah. channels are free. They're free. Yeah, so, exactly. like, you can create not away channels. It doesn't matter. Know what the, uh, the, the reason behind it is, but that's one of the... It, it, it's yeah that causes issues and it's a pain in the ass <laughs> you know what you should do Typically. you should wield your new title uh, yes and say this is ruining productivity because okay. i think it actually is uh and and say we need to relax the rule on like we need to enable people to build to make their own channels this is this is ridiculous yeah 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 use your power yeah. So how do you manage that though when you have you know several hundred people creating channels? How do you even like well the amount of them then? Like there there's the same problem all over again, right? Because okay, they're they're now publicly available potentially or at least they're you can add people and stuff, but now you're going to have so many that you're still not going to find what you're well, looking for. Not necessarily. So here's the thing, right? Like if you have a channel called, all right, so I'm going to use our, our reactive Slack as an example, right? Let's say I have like a really cute bunny like video that I want to share with every, with, with a few people, right? Then I can like create, uh, like, I don't want to, I don't want to be a huge pain. Let's say like it was impossible to create new channels in, in the reactive Slack. Um, and I would say, okay, well, I know that like, Henning and Khalil are definitely going to want to see this, but probably other people, like other people might be interested, but you know what? I I know for a fact that Henning and Khalil like need to see this. So I'll create a DM and then like someone new will show up and I'll go, Oh shoot. I should have sent it to that person too. And suddenly now you're in like a, a situation where you have to either create a brand new three person DM or four person DM or, just send them the DM separately. And now you have like, if like you and if the two of you are talking about it with me, and then this third person is talking about it with me, then like that conversation isn't happening across the two, the two groups. Right. Whereas if I created a, a bunny channel and I said, okay, Hey everybody, I've created a bunny channel for all bunny related things. If you're interested in bunnies, you should totally join it. And if you're not, that's totally fine. Then that enables people to go, hey, I'm interested in the bunny channel, and they'll pop into the bunny channel, 
And then anytime that they have something they want to talk about related to bunnies, instead of creating a brand new DM across like multiple people, they'll just say, you know what? Everybody in here like is who is interested in bunnies, including the people I know are definitely interested in bunnies. will see this bunny. And then we can all just talk about it together. And anybody who's not interested can just ignore it, or they can even just leave the channel on their own. Um, and so, like, I think people actually want a bit more uh, judicious, like, uh, general, okay, where should I put this stuff? Uh, they just want categorization of things. And then they can just put it in there. So, like, for us, we create, at NPM, we create channels around projects all the time. Um, and then as soon as we're done with the project, we shut the channel, like, we just archive the channel. And so we, we don't we don't have quite a bazillion channels Granted, I will I will give the caveat that we're only twenty five people, so that's a little <laughs> bit easier. But but I, I think the th the same thing still flies. Like I have other Slack channels that have hundreds of people in them, and people are like, oh, well, I, this is the thing I want to talk about, and I know that the people who care about it are definitely in this channel, so I can talk about the thing in this channel with those people and not have to create a brand new DM. Right, but then what happens is, like, okay, so you create the bunny channel, and somebody that comes in and wants to talk about rabbits that doesn't realize that there is a bunny channel because there's a bazillion channels in the in the bar, mm -hmm. then creates a rabbit channel, and now you have two things about the same thing, but they don't know about each other. Right. That's the kind of thing that could happen. Right, but then at that point, you would say, like, somebody would hopefully see the overlap and go, hey, wait a second, uh, like, your rabbit channel is really cute and all, but we have a bunny channel, why don't we just move this conversation to the bunny channel, that way everybody who's interested in bunnies, who are probably also interested in rabbits, uh, can, can participate in that conversation, and then you just go ahead and archive the rabbit channel. Yeah, I think that there is no real... Um, there's no real reason why somebody would go crazy with this and just create, you know, billions of channels, because it's always something that is um, that considers multiple people. And then also, what happens is that uh, multiple uh, ch channels are being created, and um, some of them survive and some of them don't. Some of them just get maybe, you know, just uh, get f people forget it because you know nobody nobody is talking in those channels because um, maybe it was um, not a good idea to create that channel but it doesn't matter because <clears throat> channels are free and if you forget the channel or if you archive it is the same thing really like you don't really see it you and then people people know the channels that they're interested in and they um and um, if you're not interested in a channel you will you will leave it or you will turn off the notifications and I think I think it just turns out to be it just solves itself a little bit because it's always about multiple people and they will have to organize themselves. <clears throat> and then also, if you have hundreds of people in your organization and then you have all these channels and you want to say, okay, well, we need at least you know um, because not all channels will be interesting for everybody. But there, so there's going to be channels that are going to be interesting for just the team. Uh, for just uh, separate teams uh, and, and only for those teams, like their projects or something, right? They want to have an internal channel to talk about 
uh, view things or maybe have a couple of internal channels that are just for the team. But then there are also maybe company-wide channels where you have this company announcements, da-da-da-da-da. And those you can also list on some <coughs> onboarding document or something like that where you know, okay, these are the official channels that you have to subscribe to and there is no, you know, don't create anything else for these kind of topics. Da -da -da. Everybody goes in there. But everything else kind of you just solve as a as people, as a team, I think. As a team, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. I'll try. I'll talk to some people. <laughs> Give it a go. Give it a go. Experiment. Yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, like, like give it a solid week, right? And explain the, yeah. the ground rules to folks. Um, and if it totally sucks, then, you know, I'm sure the IT team would be happy to take over that, you know, all that work. Well, I yeah. think it's, you know, that's how it was. And then they changed it and it's probably been going to be hard to reverse, but we'll see. Mm. Nah. We should see. I don't know what the reason was. Well, maybe I team like, leads can get them or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be, that, that seems like a pretty good. All conference. right. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, good chat. Um, good yeah. chat. <laughs> yeah. Heading. Okay. All right. Um, so where can people well, view uh, uh, this podcast? <laughs> yes. I was always wondering. They can go to <laughs> iTunes and leave us a review. That would be super, super nice. It would help others find our, our little show and grow our listenership. And also, hey, the best part of it is it just, you know, it would make us smile. Um, <clears throat> and uh, a link on how to get there or how to do that is in the show notes. And I am H. Glattergots on Twitter. And I'll catch you next week. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you can totally find, uh, you know, come hang out with us in our Slack channel. Um, we've talked all about Slack channels just today, just now, but uh, come hang out with us. We don't have a bunny channel, but we do have a happy channel, which has lots of wonderful, cute, and hilarious things in it. Uh, and we also talk about tech stuff every once in a while. Also immigration, uh, which was the big uh, conversation topic this week, uh, or today, just earlier. Um, and uh, you can find access to our Slack channel via our show notes, which you can get at reactive.audio. Uh, that's right. And you can also uh, contact us on Twitter at reactivepod. And uh, I am Khalil Tweets on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And I'm Rockbot on Twitter. You can come, you know, say hi to me or whatever. Or you can hit up all of us at reactivepod because, you know, cool stuff. Yes. Exactly. Yay. All right. All right. Bye. Well then. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.